episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Chickenpox Hines. Ooh, don't touch me! <laughs> I don't want to get sick and be home alone. Three! <laughs> international North Korean terrorists will try to get me. <laughs> were they North Korean? They were. They were. Oh, God. They were working for the North Koreans. You guys, I totally watched this movie, I swear. <laughs> it was like a North Korean guy with a Japanese they name and a Chinese accents. actor. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but they're all like fake Russians. Right. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are here talking about Home Alone 3 from 1997. The third Home Alone film, if Correct. you couldn't tell from the title. Yes. For all you confused people out there. There's a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know there were any here. behind two. No, I yeah. thought no. I knew that there was a third, and it was like a shitty, like made for TV grab. But when you guys told me that there was a four and five, I still don't know if I believe you. Well, yeah, this... people who we don't even know on Facebook are arguing about whether or not the fourth and fifth yeah. one even exists. <laughs> there was one guy like that some, was like, some lady was like, "I need the fifth one." And some dude was like, "No, there was no fifth one." And <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, "I hate like, to break no, it to you, bro." Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't want to correct him. I want him to listen to the podcast. But I was like, here's the link. Sorry. Like, maybe you would want there to only be four, but I'm sorry. The lady, the lady really wanted to buy it. So I was like, I got to provide her with a link. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, talking with people about this franchise, most of them are like, oh, I knew there were three, but, you know, I didn't know there was any more after that. And I think that's maybe because this one was also released in theaters. And yeah. uh, the other ones, uh, I don't believe, were. Yeah. Um, and you know what? When things are released in theaters, there's always a lovely theatrical trailer to view. A team of international high-class thieves have crossed two continents to steal a $10 million microchip. If that goes in a missile, air defenses can't stop it. They traced it to a quiet Chicago suburb. There are 14 houses. Their only mistake... We're going to have to search them all. ...is being in the same neighborhood... As Alex Pruitt. Ah! 911 emergency. I saw a burglar. 3015 Washington Street. Abort. Evacuate the area. Whoa. Take the other side. Freeze! Son, false alarms are no joking matter. It wasn't a false alarm. It was a guy in the house. He had two lookouts and a driver in a gray van. You're always like... What is he doing? Uh, I'm, always, I'm always like, oh, yeah, we have to tie this into something. Yeah, so that was the trailer. Maybe I'll cut this out. I don't know. That was the trailer for Home Alone 3, y'all. Y'all. Right? Do they say that in the trailer? That's how everyone talks in California. I'm kidding. Uh, California. <laughs> yeah, so this movie has, you'll notice from the trailer and the sound of it, that there is a crucial element missing. Uh, what are you saying? John that, Williams? <laughs> well, Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, yeah. The, the only returning character is Chicago in this movie. That's yeah. right. That's right. Christmas is not even in this movie. Well, no. there's Christmas things in the scre- on the screen. but Yeah, but they said that apparently it's in January. Like, there's oh. some Christmas stuff left over, but it takes place in January. That's very strange. Yeah. Um, so this movie starts out, like, we get, I think we get, like, maybe 10 seconds of the John Williams score before yeah. it turns yeah. into some other terrible music. They could only afford <laughs> to get, like, literally one piece of the 
of the soundtrack. The, like, uh, yeah, the composer the is Nick Glennie Smith for this one, and I don't really. And know there's him. a lot of licensed music in this. He's uh, well. he's basically a, a Hans Zimmer assistant mm. workhorse who ah. has basically <laughs> probably done a ton of stuff on most of Hans Zimmer's scores. Yeah, yeah, and a few things himself. So. You know, we're talking about how um, John Williams isn't back. Macaulay Culkin isn't back. But one thing that I was shocked to see yep. is that John Hughes is back as the writer. Yeah. And Scooby-Doo's own Raja Gosnell <laughs> is directing this one. I forgot to mention, actually, that he edited the first two movies. He did. Oh, wow. Um, I meant to mention that during the last two episodes. That but... makes sense. This man has had a prolific career that does not make sense to me. Yeah, well, I mean, all the I movies I mean, he are... most recently put out Show Dogs, a movie that teaches kids it's okay to be molested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. That yep. movie had to be recalled and re-edited uh, to put out. Yes, right? in case you don't know what that what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there was like a really disturbing uh, joke about like, uh, grooming of molestation victims. Right. Yeah. It was. I believe it was the. It's a concept of the movies. The dogs can talk, and there was a dog who was not being touched in a proper way. Well, no. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess in That's... dog shows they actually do like. I guess fondle the dog's genitals for some reason. Want, yeah. No. You want to know if it's a uh, thoroughbred? I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So, I don't know anything about uh, whatever. dog shows. Anyways, it's that was in poor taste, and so is this movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the existence of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So like. Did John Hughes really write this? So, Come on. So here's here's what I if if the Wikipedia is to be believed, uh-huh. um, that originally two and three were supposed to be joint done at the same time. Sure. And that there was so there were scripts for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and originally when it started, there was supposed to be uh, Macaulay Culkin still, and it was supposed to be Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Okay. So when the script for Home Alone 3 existed, it had those elements. But it was still this script or this story skeleton? It was still... I don't know what the original elements were. Okay. Uh, but if you look at... <laughs> Harry and Marv are international <laughs> assessments. <laughs> <laughs> they failed their way to the top of the criminal yeah. ladder. <laughs> to, to North Korea. So... <laughs> Basically, what what you look at when you look at John Hughes's filmography at this point, this is kind of the last thing. And so, what I think it was, it was just on the shelves, and the studio had control, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, but then he, after this, he does start using a pseudonym. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. I think um, also I read somewhere that this was like the last picture of a five-picture contractual deal uh, that he had to do with Fox, and so it was like the two sense. Home Alones, Baby's Day Out, which P.S. Is amazing. Which okay. I didn't realize was John Hughes. <laughs> Me this neither. Just, and I, I like, saw this today. I was like, baby's day out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that had a sequel so yeah. that we could do that. Anyway, and then I guess the remake of Miracle on 34th Street. And then he was uh-huh. maybe he was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me just get this piece of crap off <laughs> yeah. the shelf. Like, I'm doing Disney movies now. Yeah, I guess. They probably were just like, let's throw the dice in Home Alone 3. I mean, the other ones made a lot of money. Maybe people want more. Who knows? I think let's I, try it. There, there seems to be an element of him not giving a fuck anymore. There is no no elements from the other two films so, in here, except s- that someone is at home by themselves. There is <laughs> yeah. there is one element he can trick people with audio from either a telephone or a bird. 
Yeah, but it's just not done as well. It's not, but that is the only carryover, is that like kids can use audio. We, we, <laughs> we've we talked a lot in a lot of our sequels about how sometimes when the movie, the creatives are like, you know what people liked in that last one? Let's add more of it. But then it's totally misguided and wrong. They're like, two, two crooks? Let's make four crooks. You know, like, oh, there was a tarantula in that movie. Now we're going to have a bird and a rat or whatever. It's like, oh, God. One guy got electrocuted. Why don't we have two people uh, get electrocuted uh, at the same time? God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, This movie, believe it or not, starts off in Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's something with North Korea. It does. In 1997, was it already like North Korea was a punchline by then? I don't even remember. (sighs) I don't know if it was. I mean, it wasn't a Punch? No, it was a serious threat. It wasn't a punchline. Oh, okay. So not like it's now. Like when did we're Team like, oh, we're all going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> North Korea, Trump, blah, 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 yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how we are now. But. This no, is- we were still, um, we movie villains were still in 1996. We were like, it was, the Berlin Wall had come down, uh-huh. you know, like seven years before. And so we were like, wait, we can't just make the Russians bad guys? Like, so now everyone's just kind of vaguely Eastern, Eastern European. European. <laughs> like, Gary Oldman has that accent in But Air actually, like, just for hire, and it's some <laughs> right. other power. That, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's like they're, they're still those bad guys, but, like, now they're going somewhere else. So, like, that's, it's that vein of, like, trying to find, like, yeah. like every movie wants Nazis to be bad guys. Which I wish that that was as universally bad as it used to be. It's weird. Like I felt like <laughs> I felt like this movie made like some things less convoluted, but then like other things even more convoluted. So like the reason that these four yeah. criminal dudes are going after this kid hey, is there's one lady. This okay, is the sorry. first one with a Al- lady, Alice Ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> ladies can be bad too. Ooh, so evil. Equal opportunity criminal activity. <laughs> Well, the reason that these bad people are going after this kid is so ridiculous. Like he, they put, uh, they hide a like it's, computer it's, chip in some car. So yeah, they steal microchips <sighs> and then hide them in an RC car. And then a old spinster woman gets the bags mixed up. Yeah, she yep. just wanted bread. Yeah, from San Francisco. <laughs> and she, yeah, and she even makes the joke. Later on, yeah, when she oh I left my bread in San Francisco. That and was every, like actually a turning like point for me while watching the movie. I was actually like, eh, like my brain melted when she said that. So like, so yeah, so the reason that they're after this kid is super convoluted. But then like, I think that this movie has the most realistic uh, like reasoning for a kid to be home alone as any of the movies so far. They're like, yeah. we don't need to come up with a crazy reason for kids to be home alone. Parents leave their kids at home all the fucking time. That's true. But then it was also kind of sad because it was just like they're just crappier parents because yeah. they knowingly just left their kid alone. Whereas at least the other people did it on accident. You well, know, It was worse, they're not, I don't but know it was accident. I don't know if they're crappy. They're just overworked trying to keep their hoity-toity lives together yeah well and it's like in evanston illinois yeah and if it, yeah, yeah they live in a gigantic house and she was like you're making me choose between a house payment and my <laughs> son's health or whatever it's like no you're I not don't appreciate you know? this Steve. why don't you just sell the trampoline or something and get a couple hundred bucks to hire a babysitter like yeah. how many people have an in-ground pool in chicago in illinois <laughs> Um, no, no one. <laughs> they have a dumb waiter. Yeah, that, that's true. The dumb waiter comes out of nowhere. I was like, why does this know, house they, have a dumb waiter? They never like foreshadowed the dumb waiter or anything. It just shows up in like the and, fourth and act. And the house isn't even that old to like that. It's like it was like oh, it was there when we got it. It's like they put in a fucking dumb waiter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
We're going to have a wait staff, so we need a dumbwaiter to... Where's the dad during all of this? He keeps leaving to go on mysterious business trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps missing his flights all the time. Right. Due to sh- shenanigans with his beeper. By the way, those criminals ran through the airport at the beginning, and I was like, it's just not the same without that song. Like, <laughs> I know. It's filmed know. at O'Hare and everything, but it's just not like real. I ripped on the music, that. and like, it's not terrible, but it's, it's just bad. not. It's just not John Williams. There are certain parts where it's like, okay, this is. Well, and then the, the they use like modern songs, or I think the Home Alone original movies only use like vintage. Yeah, there are some like God. There is a God awful. Yes, there is a God awful song in this movie that is like. During a major montage and then also in the end credits. And I was like, who the fuck wrote this terrible song? Who performed this terrible song? It comes up in the credits and the, I shit you not, the artist's name is Cartoon Boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? Did you find their album cover? No. Oh. I saved it on my phone. I have it ready oh, to show Jesus you. Oh, Jesus Christ. that is how I didn't want to look any is. further Let's, into what, Cartoon so, Boyfriend. So far, of licensed music, we're going to go ahead to head here. What has worse licensed music, the Santa Claus sequels or this movie? So far, ooh, I don't Santa's know. Santa's got a hot ride. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> the Santa, so this yeah, the song, Santa Claus My Town, it's basically like, you're here in my town now, and I'm going to get this you. This is my town. Get the fuck out of my town. I don't want to be. That's pretty much how yeah. it goes, right? I wrote down, like, is this a simple plan or something? Uh, it's, like, like yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Anyway, so their debut album, Cartoon Boyfriend, was called Nipples. And this is the <laughs> album cover, okay? Can one of you please describe what you're seeing right now? It is three men on, not a tandem bicycle, but Three a bicycle. men? It looks like three teenagers. Three teenagers on a bicycle built for one, uh, all butt naked, uh, <laughs> shoving their, uh, their asses into the crotches of the man behind them. The one guy looks like he's... It looks, it looks like a, a human centipede, but more fun. <laughs> the one guy in the front looks like he's having a hard time. The guy in the middle... Having a fucking blast. The guy in the back looking straight at the camera. <laughs> like he knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and there's yeah. a cartoon sky behind them. You yeah. thought there'd be nipples on this cover, it's but not there's great. not. It's not great. And, and the, the first song on the album is entitled uh, Two Hicks and an Immigrant. Uh, come on. I couldn't actually find that song. But anyways, yeah. So <laughs> You tried to listen to it? Oh I, I, well, because I was like, are they being tongue-in-cheek? Like, I don't... I, yeah, anyway. I but I, that, that song is well, horrible. I mean, the album cover, they have the cheek part down. This is my <laughs> town. Yeah. There's also like a Jamie Foxx... Let's Fox, There's a, a Jamie Foxx song, like, on oh, the yeah. TV, and then uh, it's... I love that because it shows the video for a second, and it pauses on like where it says Jamie Foxx is the experiment or whatever so it's like product placement I didn't even know that he was like putting out music is it not that Jamie Foxx no it is that Jamie yeah Fox, like no. I didn't know he put out like albums and stuff oh yeah back then it's Jamie Foxx with two x's well yeah sure okay well anyways <laughs> he was this... definitely trying to be a pop star yeah. for a bit oh, I don't remember. or an R&B star uh, somebody has a Palm Pilot in the beginning of this movie, there is. and they take a picture with a glove camera that immediately transfers to their Palm Pilot, which is dope. He also there's also uh, some amazing future technologies with some analog features in this movie because there is a, there is the wireless transfer of this wrist camera photo to his Palm Pilot, and there is a live stream mm. from a high eight video recorder that's duct tape to a RC car mm-hmm. that our uh, young gentleman is spying on these criminals with the RC car from across the block 
uh, and it is live streaming to his tube TV. I thought that was kind of a fun sequence. But it, that's two different wireless things that would not work. It is a fun sequence that totally works with today's technology that was completely impossible back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we've all been there with the RC car where you're like, I'm going to drive it into the street or the sidewalk and see how far I could go. And it gets like one house away and yeah, it stops. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> that's true. It gets across the room, man. There's yeah. a part, yeah, there's a part during that sequence where he's like, oh no, it's getting out of range. And then it stops. And then he like just makes it go again randomly. Yeah. But the uh, camera wouldn't even have any wireless technology yeah, at that no, point. So yeah, no. it was just crazy. It was recording to a tape. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, boy. Oh, so boy. yeah, the parents, uh, he gets chicken pox and the parents leave him alone because uh, they have. Because they hate him. <laughs> they don't hate him. <laughs> rather than asking the old lady across the street to babysit, they're just like, well, call her if there's a really horrible emergency. Yeah. And he's like a creepy weird window type kid. Yeah. So he's yeah. Like- <laughs> trying to be rear window for kids. Yeah. He's like looking out at all the houses with his telescope all day, like a real and it's creep. Like, and you can tell that they tried to grow him genetically from some of Jimmy Stewart's dead skin cells. <laughs> Because he's not quite a human child. We're talking about <laughs> Alex D. Linz, star of Home Alone 3. I don't know. Like, and that's it. <laughs> no, he's Max Keeble. Yeah, sure. Who's that? <laughs> Max Keeble's big move. It was like a really popular I movie. I thought he was like the yeah. boy Keebler elf. I've, no. never, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you never heard of it? And there's, he bi- was also the main kid in- You um, only know it because it's a Disney movie. <laughs> no, his, I've never seen it. I just know the marketing. Is it, is it a chess movie? No, he moves like- to a new neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's in all sorts of uh, hilarious movies. Uh, there's like a, a full court miracle, which is like the uh, where a black guy <laughs> is trying to do community service or something. And so he like has to coach a Jewish boys basketball team. And like on... Like so on Full Hanukkah, on Hanukkah, like the scoreboard keeps losing power so that they can like... They can elongate the game and win. This okay. is a Disney Channel original movie, guys. Are you guys fucking kidding me? I'm 100% serious. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the poster for yeah. this movie, and it's a poster of him like jumping through the air with the ball, and it's called Full Court Miracle. So that makes me think that like he's some kind of kid who can jump across the entire court. No, score. it's just the whole thing is that they're Jewish and they're bad at basketball, and so this coach black coach comes to teach them how to be good at basketball everything about this premise is problematic yeah yeah it really is that one i actually have seen that one but yeah it's like a hanukkah movie because it's a hanukkah basketball movie because there's this thing where the game keeps going because the lights keep going out you know oh my god (laughs) that's ridiculous Man, um, but he is no Macaulay Culkin. He's not, that. but he's not the worst either. No, no. He's definitely not the worst part of this movie. Like, if if you're doing like um, analogies, like you know, Macaulay Culkin to Alex Lins is not nearly as horrible as uh, Stern and um, Joe Pesci to these four. Right, sure. fucking awful. I would, yeah, I they're would, so bad. I would definitely say that. Yeah, the criminals are the weakest link in this the, movie. The lady, I was just looking at her IMDb, uh, who plays Alice Ribbons, which <laughs> is a dumb name. She has played a generic bad Eastern European bad guy in every television show you've ever seen. Yeah, she's kind of like a poor man's uh, Mila Jovovich or poor man's Missy Pyle or something <laughs> like that. You know, like it's just. Does that make Paul W. S. Anderson a rich man? Because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, compared well, I to mean, this movie, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess empirically, yes. It's because it's like every criminal in this movie looked like a poor man's some other actor. Sure. Like, I was like, okay, the main guy's like a poor man's Dugray Scott or whatever. <laughs> and then the other guy, the guy from Twin Peaks, the orchid guy, he's the poor man's Dylan McDermott. Yep. And then, like, the the doofy guy is like a kind of a poor man's Jason Schwartzman. And then you got, like, the the lady but it's just like so bad I, I wouldn't say that like harry and marv were like the most extremely developed you know characters no but there's only two of them so you're inherently spending more time with just these two people instead of like splitting those kind of thin characters now into four people in this movie where they're like they get so little screen time so that they're just basically like a catchphrase or something yeah or the one guy's sassy and the other guy the, I was obsessed the, with his hair. The like, thing it, too is with Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, like they're better actors. Yeah. So I believed that they were in pain, mm-hmm. or at least you could tell that they were acting like they were in real pain. Right. Where these people are always just like, ow, ah, you know, like <laughs> you or I could pretend to be in pain better yeah, than and, these people. And the stunt work is awful. Is way, way, <laughs> way worse in this movie. There's a part I don't remember what's happening, but one of the one of the um, one of the um, criminals like steps in front of someone while like something's coming out their head, and he's like, "Hey, what are you?" Yeah, it's like it's like a Roadrunner coyote type sound effects every time these people like get hurt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, which, yeah. which to be fair, is in those other movies. Like there is like Looney Tune sound effects. To yes, the, to, the, to the violence. Yeah, Joe Pesci but like going. Rick, 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 well, not even. I mean, no, like, but there is. Yeah, like we talked about how they, whoop, when they showed the skeleton, for some reason we thought that was cool, but everything these people do is bad because, because it was out of place. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was them kind of. I, I think that to get back what you're saying, to get back to what you were saying previously, like it's so convoluted about how these people even get to mm-hmm. this kid's house. Is like this movie spends the first, I don't know, forty percent. Like them just trying to figure out which house this car is at. Well, yeah. Well, and their plan to do it is stupid. Like Harry and Marv executed things poorly, but the nugget of a plan was a decent idea. People are gone. Let's rob their houses. Oh, there's all this money in the store overnight. Let's take it. But these people are like, we got to find the car. So let's like, you know, case the entire neighborhood. Like, there's also (laughs) something I think that that's actually like an inherently clever thing to those screenplays where they're not targeting the McAllisters. They're not yeah. targeting Kevin. It is just it is just that there's a there's bad forces out there mm-hmm. and he's and he's a child and because his parents are away he is now exposed to them. Like like that's that is that is that the world is now coming for him. Yeah. And that is something that I think that is again gets gets to the core relatability that Hughes brings to these movies, and in this, it is a MacGuffin that is arbitrary. It's a dart thrown, yeah. and that's why they're trying to get it. And and the weirdest choice that they make <clears throat> is that before like, they even meet, like he's done his rear window thing, uh, the, the kid. Uh, what's the kid's name in this movie? Alex. 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 Alex, his real Alex name. Pruitt. Yeah. Yeah. Alex is, you know, has done his rear window thing, discovers the chip, has called the cops... And called the Air Force, knowing that this is a, I, I have a, a weapons chip that they know has been stolen. Yep. And then the movie 
proceeds as if that has not happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole well, thing is yeah. that, like, they don't believe him or right. whatever. Nobody right. believes him. Yeah. So. Well, so, like, I, I get that, like, they probably started off this process of this movie being like, you know what sounds like a cool idea? What if it's a kid versus, like, trained, like, you know, basically, like, assassin criminal types, like a criminal, like a whole criminal faction or whatever. And I get that, like, that is interesting, but I think they made a critical misstep in this movie where, like, the beginning of the movie, start, like we said, starts in Hong Kong, and it follows the criminals for, like, the first 15 minutes or so before yeah. we're even introduced to uh, Alex or the Pruitts. And, like, the entire movie in general, I feel like, throws out the idea of, like, the first two movies are so much about family and, like... yeah. Missing your family, being with your family, and how important family is. And it's like the emotional core of the movie, those two movies. Yeah, this one, it's like totally just like, wouldn't it be funny to see smarter criminals against the kid? And they're not smarter. No. They just have more technology. (laughs) Like, part of the charm, and like, I think something that kind of works in the second movie, is that they want to kill him. They're just too dumb. Yeah. They're just too dumb to kill a, kill a child. Like, they can't physically manage it. And, like, these are trained assassins. They still can't kill a kid? They still can't kill a kid. I mean, when are we going to see a kid die in one of these movies? Yeah. Also, they, kid- they kidnapped somebody's dog for several days for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like- there is a really funny scene where, like, um, <laughs> so the whole time during these, like, scenes where they're, like, checking out the different houses, there's... Uh, Two of the criminals are like out walking that dog or out with a fake They're baby. All trying to pretend like that they live in this neighborhood yeah. where it's like in a small Illinois neighborhood, you know your fucking neighbors. Exactly. And that's why the kid like knows. They even specifically sin. say the whole, the whole reason we can do this is because there's only like eight houses and it's a cul-de-sac, so there's only one way in and one way out or whatever. Right. But like they knew that the old lady had the bag. So why not just figure out which house has an old lady and start from there instead of going house <laughs> to house and examining every single one? Yeah. I there's also a problem here about how he's being ho- held home alone is that he has two older siblings. That he does? Ha- yeah. Yeah. Are they even in the movie at all? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Is one of them Scarlett Johansson? One of them is Scarlett Johansson. Are they like totally throwaway and barely seem part of the family at all? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Because it's almost like if there was a kid who had to be held home alone like this, and there was two siblings, that they would have to cancel whatever the fuck they're up to (laughs) to stay and take care of their little brother. Or stay home from school too or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that's the thing that would happen. Or or if it was, they'd, they'd get out of school at like two. Yeah. Their characters are just there to be like, God, Alex, you're dumb for like two scenes, and that's about it's like it. this kid can't have two pets, so he has to have an older brother that also has an annoying bird. Yeah, and then at the end they're like, Wow, Alex, you're awesome, and that's that's the extent of his family. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's his dad who can't catch a fucking flight, and then <laughs> like, and then his rent a siblings, like then they have to go back to the to the store with a washing machine. That it was have. just like I just think that these parents, the whole family is bad. The parents are bad. Like it's all bad. Yeah, there's no sense that they're they you have no feeling that they're an actual family. Like I think the mom is actually okay in this movie. I think she is um, too, but but she's uh, still like miles behind. Oh, Catherine yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, God, she's a terrible mom. No, I don't think she was making the wrong choices other than, like, making your kids take care of your kids. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, what does he have? Like, fucking lacrosse practice? Like, cancel that shit. <laughs> Not that kid. Not yeah. that kid. <laughs> 
he's like he's going smashing fluorescent light bulbs. Yeah, he's like aid, he's like, like giving kids wedgies in school and yeah. stuff. That's the kind of kid that kid is. I'm glad you said wedgies. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> what would I have said? Um, yeah. So basically, it gets lined up where they're going to try to come into the house after way too long of a setup. <laughs> to, to the awesome song this is my town <laughs> you know what i love though about this like end setup is that the kid like sets up all the traps while everyone's still home yes that is that is funny like, and there's a still asleep and yeah. so like he's setting up like all of these traps and there's a scene when his mom is like trying to leave in the morning and she's like i need to get my jacket but he set up one of the traps in that door and he's like oh god don't which i thought was kind of like a fun the other one, it's like, you know, the the parents aren't even anywhere near. They're in a different city or yeah, something, yeah. you know? No, it is kind of fun, except where it's like, these are trained killers. And his mom, like, at one point, she calls. And she's like, I'm just going to come home. Like, I miss you. Like, like I, I got off early. Like, I can come take care of you. And he's like, no, no, don't do that. Like, <laughs> like I'm dealing with some ruthless yeah, killers. Yeah, because he doesn't believe that the cops will help him. So he's like, I have to take things into yeah, my because, own Because he cries. The cops think he cries wolf twice. Yeah. Which Neil Flynn comes in and goes like, hey, man, don't yeah. fuck with the police. I'm, I'm going to be a janitor soon. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to have my own hit show that runs for a long, long time. <laughs> the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and be the dad of Mean Girls. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I forget about that one. He's uh, great. He's great. The, the, the traps, like... They're so deadly. Like, I know we said before <laughs> yeah. that so many of the traps would have killed Harry and Marv, but this time, even they're worse. And this kid does like trapception, like where he has traps on traps on traps. Like, <laughs> yeah. he sets up traps and then he sets up another trap in case they are able to foil the first trap. Yeah. He sets up a backup trap and then he sets up traps that reset for the second criminal to come <laughs> yeah. through. There was traps that reset themselves. I liked that. With that, the one you're talking about in the beginning, with the like the the dumbbell at the top yeah. or whatever, I like that. Um, they they stop the dumbbell from falling, and then like a bookshelf thing falls on them, mm-hmm. or a, a chest full of books. But then like that dumbbell still falls on yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> like they they fixed it, but then it still goes. That's like yeah, part, triple trap. Part, part of his trap is uh, a thing that just would not play anymore and it was just it was him spray painting a toy gun to look like a real gun Oof, yeah that was messed up they were just like like no yeah that was pretty bad i did like when he picked up the real gun and was like and he just like (laughs) threw it in the trash i was like that's great because the kid now would probably like just be like oh great now i can i'm a god yeah yeah, like yeah but he was just like i don't want this and he just tossed it i didn't yeah i didn't think that the traps were like horrible but yeah they are definitely more deadly there's a running lawnmower that is dropped on a man's yes oh my god that guy would have been dead And he gets a little haircut. Remember, because this is the guy whose only defining personality is that he gives a shit about his hair. Mm-hmm. And so a running lawnmower gets strapped on his fucking head. And they're like, and don't it, look and, at me. And it, cuts, and it cuts a little bit off the top. Yeah, it looked like uh, his face would have been gone. <laughs> yes, he would have no face. <laughs> they do the whole like thing like where Marv is like, looking up and it's coming down at him. It's It's so bad. I just think the traps were so... Like, even the setup of the traps is so dependent on the criminals, like, doing certain stuff also. Like, and it's just like, I don't know. And also the fact that 
he was watching them the whole time through cameras. Like there was a lot of stuff that he had to do throughout to set off the traps at certain times and things like that. Whereas like, I think before it was always like, okay, we have all the setup and then like McCoy Culkin did some things. Like, like he too, threw yeah. the bricks or whatever, but it definitely wasn't like, I'm going to sit up here in my Eagle's nest and like, you know, puppet master this shit yeah but he just didn't have that can-do attitude that was coached into him by his basketball coach <laughs> at the jewish summer camp <laughs> right i believe it was a jewish private school not a, a summer camp a jewish private school uh i think my favorite of the traps is the one where he so he we already talked about how he has an in-ground swimming pool oh, yeah. and a uh trampoline in his backyard and the snow has covered the ground right so he he moves the like handles that you would use to like get into the swimming pool which you'd have to break yeah okay like it makes no sense but i like that he moves them to the other side of the yard so it makes it look like the pool is where it isn't right and then puts the trampoline over the pool (laughs) and the criminals try to get off the roof uh by jumping on the trampoline and go straight through and into like frozen pool which i thought was really fun but i didn't like the pun at the end when the cops show up and go freeze and they're like really that I didn't like. Stop it. Stop when the it, lady stop like it. falls down the dumb waiter and then when the cops take her away, oh she's my like, God, her yeah. body is like contortioned. That like, was every so bo- gross. Like, this is so stupid. I kept like, looking at it like, oh, how is she alive? And also this lady, there's a whole scene where they, um, they, t- the, the evil lady ties up the old lady across the street and is like getting sexual gratification from it. Yeah. It's so weird. Like she all of a sudden starts getting like really sexy with the old lady and being like, I'm going to tape you up now, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, yeah. it was so And then Alex is having to save her. Yeah. Like she's which, tied up for like days. No, it was not it's, days. It's a few hours, but the late <laughs> the evil she's tied up for days. The evil criminals purposely left the windows and the door open and the lady does not have a jacket or anything and it's fucking cold. So. I did like that was like a moment that that felt like a moment from the older films where he's like being really kind. Yeah, I liked that moment. I think like and that was like, one of the only relationships that semi worked yeah. was him with this old lady. And she's like but a then, six time then... Tony Award winner, like yeah. Who they made say I left my bread and yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I like I think her nice scene with the kid and when she was like practically dead, like I thought she did a good job. But then you're like, she said that bread line, so no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Marion Seldes uh, we're talking about. Yes. she was great. She was great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to say <laughs> anything like, else about? She? Oh, there's one. There's, I don't even. I missed how this even happens. But the one guy gets a hole in the crotch of his pants blown out, and it's like a two inch diameter circle. Yeah. That's and it's like how low was the crotch of those? Pants? I think it's like, from the electrocution. Unless unless oh, okay. he has a tailor that he's like, yeah, like I need you to really exaggerate that in scene. <laughs> I mean, it's like a complete tunnel like, uh, in the crotch of the pants. Yeah. And and the mouse climbs through it and is like hanging out in there, but it's like I don't even know how that would work. Like, and then he's like, "You hit me and me, will you?" Or yeah, whatever. he said, "You smashed my winky." Oh yeah, because the lady hits him with the crowbar. You know, something like. stupid like that. Oh yeah, we get it. We get a throwback to the crowbar yeah. where uh, a tarantula don't which, move, and then the he don't hits move him, the yeah. whole thing. And but it's a, it's just a rat who's adorable throughout this entire movie. Yeah, the rat was cool. I hated the bird. The bird sucks. The bird is dumb. It does too much talking. Also, I yeah. did. The, it sets the part, off one of the traps. Also, yeah. The, the the part I liked about the bird was when it was sometimes an animatronic bird or a puppet. 
<laughs> like nope, at the end no when, it, when it lights the match and then yeah. it's like... Yeah, okay, so the thing about the Double tarantula... Or Double or nothing! The tarantula and the pigeons were live creatures, right? But they were just doing what tarantulas and pigeons would do anyway. Macaulay Culkin did not train the tarantula <laughs> to climb onto Mars' face. It's just something that would in just fact, happen. In fact, yeah. that, that movie does an extremely good job of hinting that the tarantula is just out and free the entire yes. time and building up to that scene. Then yeah. it's plausible yep. that it would be right there. Yeah, at the end of this movie, the bird goes goes into one of the traps, sets off a match to set off the trap, and then escapes <laughs> safely. And it's like, what the heck? And then the but bird the, and the, the rat the... are driving the car at the end. <laughs> yeah. And the bird and the bird makes it seem like that he's going to let this killer go if he had a second crack. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like, I am capable of rational thought and setting <laughs> off a trap and explosive devices. But if you have one more saltine, I will betray everyone He's I like, love. Go on. <laughs> oh, you only got one? Die. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part where it's like <laughs> That's the part where it's clearly a puppet yeah. holding a match, lighting yeah. the thing on fire. Yeah. And I just thought that looked hilarious. So yeah, instead of a talk boy, we get an annoying parrot. The talk boy is replaced by I think the, the video camera. The mutator uh car. Oh well yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, lots of things. Also, I, I remember that mutator. Um, oh, was that a real toy? Yeah, because oh. the thing was that it was like low to the ground and it would mutate to be like a higher uh. up thing. And he does that once in the movie. I had the one, I thought, when I first saw it, I thought it was the one that had like the cobra that popped up that shot oh, water. Yeah. I had that one. I that just one remember awesome. these things in the Toys R Us ads like, yeah, yeah. endlessly. And I was Which like, I still, get, I still get mailed, and thank you, Toys R Us, because I like looking through those. You still get them, even though they <laughs> don't Toys R Us went out of business. I got one last year. Who's like, sending you Toys R Us? <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, it's guys, the ghost of Jeffrey. <laughs> guys, Jeffrey is my prison pen pal. <laughs> I'm still getting Toys R Us ads to this day. <laughs> That'd be the best haunting ever. <laughs> You're like, didn't you guys get the Black uh, Friday Toys R Us? It was, a, it was a Target one. I remember now. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it made me think of the Toys R Us one. You just don't want to grow up? I don't. <laughs> I mean, who does? The world is scary right There's now. A million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. Stop it. <laughs> we don't need a slam poetry version of <laughs> Toys R Us. Theme. We just did it. Deal. <laughs> For bikes, trains, video games. <laughs> it's the biggest toy store there is. I'm clapping for you. Gee whiz. Um, <laughs> wow, I really felt the capitalism behind that oh, commercialization yeah. of uh-huh. toys. There's also a lot of product placement for Mega Bloks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. you love not Legos? <laughs> Try Mega Bloks. That trap was terrifying to me because yeah. I was thinking of like, but I would just like fall into the splits and die. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, this is the Mega Bloks version of Home Alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <true>. yikes. <laughs> And of course, because this lady is vaguely Eastern European, she can do gymnastics. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so there's a part where she does like five flips to go onto a porch as if it were a pommel <laughs> horse, and then cause to to jump over the stairs ostensibly. But in case she jumps over the stairs, he set up a backup trap where the sides of the stairs will fall over if she puts her weight on them. Yeah. Also, like there's a part where like the boards of the yes like deck or something have been like loosened so that they'll flip around. I'm like, how did he? Do- 
do that? This kid fucked up this house. <laughs> the yeah. boards flip around and the first person falls and the boards perfectly go back into I place like, so the next guy can come walk. I hope his dad can work a hammer better than he can work his beeper because fuck, he has some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh so at the end when he finally reunites with his mom this just fell so flat to me like compared to all the great times when macaulay culkin would reunite with Catherine o'hara it was just yeah. like ugh, i just didn't care i was like well, who the fuck well, cares he, about this mom but he like, maintains the lie like yeah i think this one's harder because the entire time of the movie you're like the kid is right if these fucking adults would just listen to this kid like yeah. he's telling the truth. And then there's none of that through, uh, you know, Home Alone 1 or 2 where you're like, Macaulay Culkin's trying to tell the dumb adults what's really going Again, on. Again, think, I think that there's something that is very strong and useful about the first two of that Marv and Joe Pesci are <clears throat> like just agents of... of evil of the world like, yeah the world's out there and like him getting they're not necessarily obstacles to him getting back to his family there's things that while they're apart it is obstacles that he has to overcome while he's still trying to get to his family it's like it's yeah. like that the world is dark and evil when they're separated he's subjugated to those those terrors and he has to get through them and then when he does there's that catharsis of reunion and being like i'm safe now like the, like there is no bad guys they're gonna come when you're here and you're with me and this movie doesn't do that no like the bad guys can come get you at any time yeah so the parents are were completely useless it's just just like uh, adults are dumb yeah and everyone's dumb yeah so by the time korean terrorists are dumb (laughs) yeah Yeah, so by the time she comes and goes oh my god i'm so happy you're alive then you're just like you don't fucking care about this you were asleep (laughs) while he was while he was taking nails out of the (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man so yeah all that goodwill is just like lost by the end and you're like okay whatever these criminals are dumb they all get chicken pox at the end. And yeah. there's a scene, too, where the oh, principal God. has called the mom and the two other siblings to the office with the FBI guy from the Air Force or whatever. And the guy, like, won't tell them what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, you know, the sister who's, you know, Scarlett Johansson just takes it upon herself to, like, slam the door and threaten the FBI <laughs> guy. It's like, that's my brother. You better tell us. It falls so stupidly flat. Yeah. yeah. You, you know how you threaten the FBI. Well, and it's like she doesn't care what's going on with him. That's no. why I was like, and did he she have wouldn't, siblings? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, can we? Should we just do the child star check-in? <laughs> uh, I'm ready for it. So the sister, who knows who she is? I don't think she ever acted again. Uh, <laughs> and then, not, you know what? She might have learned uh, gymnastics from an Eastern European bad villain. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Oh man. But no, actually, this was like her first major film role. Mm. So good for her. Uh, the boy, the brother, Seth Smith, he, uh, was about already in high school when this movie was made. He went to BYU Hawaii on a scholarship from SAG and also BYU because they basically pay Mormon people to go to BYU Hawaii. Um, (laughs) but, uh, he has, he's married to Roxana who is from Italy and they have three kids. He was recently promoted to the director of operations at brainstorm, which makes the quick help platform for Microsoft, I guess. Oh God. Huh. He like lives the, in Provo, the... so he's, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
So, but what about the uh, fake baby in the stroller? What uh, happened to that? It went on to star in American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That okay. was a good one. Uh, but also, Alex D. Linz, like we already said, he went on to be uh, Max Keeble's Big Move and the, uh, what was it called? Full Court Miracle. Full Court Miracle. Yeah, he also did the Disney Channel movie with the like the Jane Goodall-esque where he's like talks to a monkey or whatever. Ducks and uh, checks in? No. I don't remember that. Uh, no. But anyways, he got his master's... Or no, he got his bachelor's from UC Berkeley, and then he's currently either currently working or recently finished his master's in urban and regional planning at UCLA, and he is part of the University of California's Carbon Neutrality Initiative. Uh, is urban planning placing traps? <laughs> I hope so. He, he that would be amazing. I read his proposal. Him and his partner uh, wrote this long proposal about how UCLA is going to go to uh, complete carbon neutrality. Sure. Um, but moving out of Westwood is yeah. the first step there. The yeah. first step well, is to get also, rid of lots of people using traps. Yeah. <laughs> his point was that like it's going to be really difficult for UCLA, even compared to all the other UC schools, because right. they have the hospital. Yes. And like it's going to be really difficult. Anyway, uh, but he's uh, working Not on... Not if he sets the right trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's like a scientist. He works on global climate change. Like He, he also he, was the voice of young Tarzan. He was, yes, yes. He'll be in your heart. Okay. Aww. So, yeah. Uh, he's like a real scientist. So, that's kind of cool. That's one of the uh, that's more crazy. successful child star check-ins, I think. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as we mentioned before, this was the last of the Home Alone movies to be in theaters. Yeah. Because it only made $79 million worldwide. Ooh. <laughs> Which is lower well, than the, like, budget? the domestic total. Um, let's see if it's... That's not says... good in today's money. <laughs> oh, also, yeah, if you no. listened... Last week to our interview with um, Terry Snell, we talked a little bit about Ebert's response to uh, uh-huh. Home Alone. And I guess this one, Ebert said he liked it better than the first two. And he found the violence less violent and with more of a soft touch. And he said he liked this better than what? the other two. And apparently Siskel nearly fell out of his chair when Ebert <laughs> said that. That dude's lost his mind. Yeah. He could have. Which I love. I love Eber, but wow, that comes out of the Sometimes he was just drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Could be. Yikes. I saw Uh, that documentary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This film was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award. And it lost to to Speed 2 Cruise Control. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, which. uh, Worst sequel. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Maybe one of the best names sequels though because it hits you on multiple stoner levels <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that uh, that is a classic it is it is the, it is the taco names. bell menu item of sequel subtitles oh god that one's a good one um well do you want to do the rating for this one? Oh boy uh <laughs> you want to go <laughs> you got this you got this how many Forgotten loaves of bread in San Francisco. <laughs> Would you give Home Alone three? I left my bread in San Francisco. Uh, I think I left about four pieces of bread in San Francisco. Uh, I thought this one was 
bad, but like I actually honestly thought it could have been worse. Oh my <laughs> sure. god! Uh, like I, I honestly, I have like, a feeling like 2018. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I feel like this one still feels to me like a theatrical film, and I have a feeling. I haven't seen the other ones, but I have a feeling that the next ones are gonna just drop off a cliff even further. So I'm like. Preferably, uh, I'm preparing myself for that by saying like this one was bad, but not like the worst movie of all time. Like it was a good try, but just didn't, uh, just didn't do it for you me. You didn't see this, and you're like, give this man a Scooby Doo. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, give this man a Never Been Kissed. <laughs> What's his, uh. his next movie? No, I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, well, that one was okay, but anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, um, you know, the next one, spoiler alert, is a made-for-TV movie. So I, I was, like, having that in my mind a little bit where I was like, this feels like there's actually some budget behind it for, like, a theatrical mm-hmm. release. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of <laughs> helped me through the badness of it. Four out of ten. I, uh, this movie, I found it to be aggressively bad. Uh, like I, in my notes, I literally just wrote like fake, 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 fake all across the top because I was so annoyed by how crappy everything looked. Um, and I feel like even though John Hughes and the editor guy who is now the director, like worked on it. It's so bad that it almost feels like they had a level of disdain for their previous work. Like, and that they were just at this point, like, you know, uh, like the gif of Homer Simpson falling into the ground and flipping everybody off, you know, like, I feel like they were just like, bye, you know, and like, just saying like, screw this. Or or just saying like, never make another one of these again. Like the first two were what we wanted them to be. I guess so. Let's just bury it. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that, um, that is what I'll say. So I'll say, I'll give it two loaves of bread, uh, left in San Francisco. And, um, Man, you guys, I feel like the next ones are going to be so bad. But so, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to have hope for it because at least it'll be not, new people. I, like, don't, yeah. I don't judge the amount of bread that I left on a relative scale. Okay. I'm, I'm, and to me, this is, there's only three of these movies. I still don't believe there's four, but we'll see if there is. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is really bad. It's, it's like, there, if you, all the magic is squeezed out, and if you want to continue the squeezing analogy, then they use this sponge to clean up like five different ideas that they had, <laughs> and just scrubbed it all up, and then just threw that onto a page. It's like this screenplay was written by three dogs in a human suit. Like it's just like it's like this is what human does, right? Um, it 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 uh. So misses the mark in terms of what makes these movies enjoyable and what people like about them. It does. I kind of agree with you, Liz, that it does seem like it's almost a cynical <laughs> leaning into of like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You like this shit? Like, all right, well, like, here you go. Um, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I love three loaves of bread. <laughs> I am just like, I can't wait until we get to the next movies and you guys maybe are. Like, we don't know. Are, are going to be like. Bring back Home Alone Because barely anyone's seen them, so we really don't. We haven't heard anything good or bad. Just that people didn't know that they no, exist. I think I think that you're right, but I can't I can't rate my I can't rate the movies that way. That's fine. I'm just I can't. I'm just saying you might reconsider. One thing in the uh, that I saw in Maybe. the ever so accurate IMDb trivia's 
uh, was that the originally like they they were gonna film the two of them together, like yeah. you said. But Macaulay Culkin was like, I don't want to. There's nothing else I can do with this character. I don't want to do it. And so then they were like, All right, all right, could have done heroin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I guess the plan B at some point was like, let's get Kieran and make him yeah. the main character we'll bring right. back aunt leslie and uncle frank and they'll be the parents and blah 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 i wish we had asked uh terry snell if that was actually true but uh who knows and so i That'd guess kieran literally said like i don't want to follow my brother's performance like i don't want to try Smart. and live up to it Smart. and so i don't want to do it and so then they're like all right and then they came up with this piece of crap and, and then <laughs> he had a career yeah <laughs> so good call <sighs> uh, as the um tagline on the poster says ready for more much more because there's another movie after this there's another two tyler so does the Elis. next one have a subtitle the next one made for television sequel in 2002 home alone 4 taking back the house so i mean i'm glad they're finally getting the house back oh god so like, it's a blue wave. Already regretting yeah. <laughs> your Home Alone three hatred. We're gonna take back the house in the midterms. <laughs> yeah, two thousand two is a weird time for a movie. Bringing down like... the house with Steve Martin and <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> that was oh, a I movie, that right? That director... was around the same time. Did this director also do Big Mama's House? He I think that was one of the one, ones. Yeah. yeah, that I remember seeing. I mostly know him from the uh, Scooby Doo movies. Okay. But... There's two of those. There's actually more than. I don't know anything about Scooby Doo. But anyways, yeah. Next week, Home Alone Four: Taking Back the House. Has anyone seen this one? Nope. Nope. I don't even know anything about it. I know one person that's in it, and that's I. It's again, 2002 is a weird time for a movie. It's like, yeah, Uh, yeah. So what do you what do you think? uh, I think. Why do you think they got to take the house back? I think 9/11 happens, and they're just like, we just need some feel good fun movies. I think bring back that nostalgia and that comfort. (laughs) Well, hopefully they don't bring back the terrorism side plot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, the house is in foreclosure, and they've got to take it back. (laughs) No, 2002 business was a booming. That's true. That's true. Not 2002, really, but like. The, the family's having financial issues, and they, yeah. need, they literally need to buy back the house. <laughs> <laughs> Even the kids are working All two jobs. All our AOL stock tanked. <laughs> yeah. We lost it. <laughs> There's going to be cell phones in this oh, one? Probably man. cell phones? That's true. <sighs> There's going to be a scene of somebody playing Snake. Oh, my God. Uh, Technology boop. in movies is so funny. I love uh, when beat you go me back, if there's any problems. When you go back to uh, uh, like the James Bond movies, where like like Pierce Brosnan has to steal a floppy disk is like my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I think you know. Uh, I think that's about all we got to say about that. Well, we'll see if Alice Ribbon shows up in this next one. <laughs> uh, I think Sally Yarn is in this next one. Oh, yeah. Huh. Ribbon. Oh, come on, you guys. No, I got it. I reacted appropriately. (laughs) Elis didn't get it. It's because I just think of craft supplies as like craft supplies, you know? Like, I didn't think about it. Okay, so Tina craft supplies. Like, words that were punny. Like, I'm just like, what? Anyway. Um, (laughs) 
So if you want to actually hear, I heard all the listeners laugh. They totally laughed. You guys, I swear something it was funny. about actual good movies. Go back to last week and listen to our awesome interview with Terry Snell, who mm-hmm. was Aunt Leslie in the first two movies. Uh, that was so fun uh, and good. So do that, and then uh, email us your suggestions for future franchises. Sequelrights at gmail dot com. We need to know what you want to hear about in the new year. And then find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sequel Rights. Mm-hmm. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and tell us how you'd trap us. <laughs> what trap would you set for us? I know you could trap Tyler with some chicken. <laughs> trap chicken. <laughs> trap uh, chicken shout out. Yeah, trap chicken's delicious. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, a convoluted trap. Or leave us a fun Home Alone tune Home Alone 2 themed Florida burn. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and I got to thank my brother for the fun holiday style theme at the top of the show these couple weeks here. Uh, it's been great keeping us in the Merry holiday Christmas, spirit. you filthy animal, Jordan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so next week, we're going to take back the house with some other random kid in Home Alone 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to watch that the Will Ferrell movie, The House. Is that going to be okay? Yeah. Only if they... What's the over under on whether or not the kid's white? Uh, 100%, 100% white. Yeah. It's the it's a the wonder, I don't want to make it's the Wonder Bread quotient. I can't, yeah, I, I'm thinking of so many terrible jokes. We need to end the episode. End this episode. <laughs> home Alone Four. That's one, two, three, four kids being left home alone oh, no. next week. This is my town. Watch your step come around.